¿Qué pasó, cochinos and sucias? I'm that Rato Gallo. Welcome to another episode of Sucias Are My Favorite. Today's episode is going to be about, or was going to be about, confidence and approaching. But before we can even talk about this, we've just got to cover the basics. See, it's too easy for me to be able to approach and hook up with a female just because I'm essentially doing the bare minimum, which is shower, shave, trim, clean clothes, hygiene, having a sense of humor, being able to make her laugh, and the panties just can't stay on. It's science. And of course, real confidence. Now, this part takes time, and it doesn't have to be based on approaching females and you gain confidence that way because you have more females under your belt, because you can't be confident in something you've never done. So you have to gain confidence in some of your own accomplishments to be able to have the confidence and approach a female. Now, I wasn't always this confident, and I've just been this way the way I am for over 30 years that I can't relate or remember a time when I wasn't. But I did spend time reflecting this past week, and while I couldn't come up with what my motivator was to keep me approaching females, or girls, I mean, back in the day, I do recall a time where I got rejected. Actually, I remember a lot of times when I was rejected as a young teen or pre wait, no, I was a teen? Middle school, whatever middle school is. Um, so yeah, 11 to 13. But in any case, girls back in the day, I was rejected more than once. But one of the reasons I was able to bounce back so often with confidence or with a sense of confidence is that I was a good artist, specifically tagging or drawing names or words uh, in an embellished fashion, or to put it another way, uh, think of street art or graffiti, but on paper. And I was also a good portrait artist. So I had that going for me, both in the sense of being the quote unquote misunderstood artist and the fact that I grew up with machismo, compound that with the belief that I was doing these girls a favor. See, if a girl was an underclassman, so if I was in seventh grade and she was in sixth, then she should be thanking me for just speaking to her because she's in, she's a sixth grader. Why would I even talk to her? And then of course, my confidence in approaching girls in my same class was just, oh, I'm an artist. You know, I get this, I get that. Um, I have that under my belt. I know how to draw well. And it was always something that girls were always interested in, at least getting their names done or drawn by me. And then if I was approaching a eighth grader when I was in seventh, you know, an, an upperclassman, then my idea or approach is you've never met somebody like me. You don't know anybody as cool as me. So again, I'm doing you the favor. So I've always had this mentality or mindset of I'm doing you a favor. How dare you turn me down or not speak to me? Now, I didn't follow this up with that whole nice guy mentality of yelling at them or berating them because they didn't choose me. I just figured, okay, they're dumb. They don't know any better. They don't know what they're missing out on. It was always something positive in my mind or maybe even something negative towards them, but I never actually said it. I never took it out on them because, you know, hey, they're missing out and someone else is going to, to have the opportunity of being with me, making out with me, getting fingered, giving me head, whatever. And then they're going to go tell all their friends about it. And then they're going to regret not having the chance to be with me. Now, of course, you got to recall that this is middle school logic. This is boy kid logic. Now, I'm not saying that you need to apply this today because it's a little more difficult to be able to do that. Not just being able to do it, but to do it without being asshole, without 
making a female uncomfortable because so an example is Skippy. I need to find a, a clip with this guy. So note to self, find a clip of Skippy so I can insert here so you can get an idea of how fucked up it is had I gone down a bad path or had I um, been more vocal or not internalized some of these thoughts, I might have ended up like Skippy, always chasing females. But in any case, now of course, I had to do more back then when I was a kid in middle school. I had to have the right clothes. I had to sag my jabos just the right amount. Um, jabos were a super popular and also kind of expensive pair of pants back in the 90s that had a knife pocket that this this had a pocket on your leg specifically for like a Bowie knife or a K-bar. And not that anybody ever used it, but it just had the the stitching to look like it. I don't even know if I could put a knife in there. I, I, hmm, I should probably go and find a pair and or buy a pair and see if you can actually put a knife in there. But the stitching made it look like you could put a knife in your thigh pocket or a little sleeve slot, whatever. And the what I loved most about these pants were that the pockets weren't like traditional jeans where they had like a curve where the pocket hole kind of started where the belt loop uh, seam or tape, whatever that, that um, waistband thing is in your pants. It actually started a little lower. There's an extra panel of cloth, fabric, whatever. And so it lowered where the pockets were. So you could actually put your hands in your pockets to dig something out while you were sitting versus if you had a stick of gum or coins or whatever that you wanted to get out of your pocket, you would have to either like raise your hip or stand up to dig into your pockets to be able to get something out. That was just a feature that I liked about it. And it had some weird little loop thing. Um, I forget if it was inside the fly zipper or if it was on the outside, but it had this little loop thing that I never could figure out what it was for. No one ever knew. And that reminds me, I should probably Google and see what it was for. If it was probably just a, another embellishment, but in case, so not only did I have to have the right clothes, also had to sag my, my pants, like I said, and just enough cologne, not too much to be overpowering because most boys in my grade level, or at least in middle school would just drown themselves in cologne. And even if the stars were aligned, I still had to contend with jocks and gangsters back in my middle school. See, the jocks usually had the pick of the litter of the females they had the choices of, and they were a little more uh, aggressive with it because they not only were jocks, they had more of an entitlement or a belief that they were doing these females a favor because they were going to get to hang out with a jock or go to a party or, or anything like that. So that kind of mentality just was kind of pervasive in my middle school in where I was, if you had any confidence at all. And I also had to deal with the gangsters because either of those two, if they had an eye on a particular female, then they would figure out a way to make my life miserable. Now the gangsters would just jump me or get into fights with me. The jocks would more were more inclined to try to embarrass me in public, uh, make some kind of joke that you know, oh yeah, I have nice pants, but I can't afford a nice shirt or something to that effect that you just would highlight the fact that I was poor at the time. And that was on a good day. That was basically if I was just dealing with a female or had an intention or attraction or whatever with a female that I liked. Worst case scenario is that I made her out with someone's girlfriend, someone's ex-girlfriend, someone's cousin, sister, someone related to them. So those would also end up in fights or they would also end up not so much getting me in trouble, but giving me more hassle and grief than I wanted to deal with because all I wanted to do was 
make out with girls, get head, and finger bang them. At least until I finally got laid in high school. But kind of going back and, and doing this kind of um, inventory or assessment of myself, going back, I was speaking with a friend, kind of dealing with the topic and subjects of approaching females and all this other stuff. And she was telling me that, you know, sometimes, yeah, confidence is great, but hygiene is probably more important because she's been approached by guys that look like they're gamers and no offense or nothing wrong with gamers from her perspective. It's just that these gamers would be at a grocery store approaching her without realizing how bad they smelled. They look, they, according to her, they probably hadn't showered in a couple of days. They had chip dust all over them, some type of orange cheesy dust on them and animal hair. So she liked that they had the confidence to be able to approach her. However, the lack of hygiene, the unkept beard, the greasy hair, the clothes, and the lack of showering was a real turnoff to her. And she was frustrated because A, not that many guys approach her to begin with, and B, the fact that he had confidence was charming or endearing or um, attractive to her. She didn't specify, but she just, she liked it. The The downside was that she couldn't deal with someone that couldn't take care of themselves, wouldn't do proper hygiene, and he was excessively overweight. For her taste, for her preference, she just wanted the bare minimum. Hygiene, take care of yourself, have that confidence, and a little bit of, of wit and humor, because humor goes a long way. And I know that from personal experience, but for my friend, uh, she just reiterated the fact that, yeah, panties can, or sorry, that humor can make the panties fall off. She said that she'd been in situations where she was with some random male friend or male that she encountered, and they were at a bar, it's all fun and games, they're laughing, they're joking around. She's not taking anything he's saying really seriously, but he is sexual in his uh, conversation and tone and uh, his entendres. And next thing she knows, she's bucking naked on her knees at some random guy's house, which she doesn't have a problem with. It's just she kind of berates herself or is, is beats herself up because like, I had no intention of doing anything with this guy and, you know, he's just funny and everything worked out right. And you know, he had the right amount of confidence, but the, the humor was the most important thing. And I think not just humor, but also the, um, what's the word? Hygiene is important. And it was something that I hadn't even considered because I had been talking to several male friends or, or male acquaintances from Reddit in, in a uh, private Discord channel where they found me one way or another on Reddit, either through comments or through chat, moved it over to Discord. And they're essentially kind of like, I don't want to say baby gallos, but they are kind of like students or trainees or whatever. My issue with them is that most of the time they, or most of them, excuse me, most of them have a severe lack of critical thinking. If I tell them, hey, you know, it's important to make a female laugh. Okay, what do I tell her? And they'll give me a very specific scenario that, you know, they met a female at the mall and it was this time of day. She was wearing this. She looked like that. Um, she wasn't really paying attention to me, but when I walked up to her, she noticed me and this, that, and the other. So I circled back around and I did this and I did that. And so after like 30 minutes, I finally approached her and did this, that, and the other. And I tried to make her laugh, but it didn't work. Well, if you're paying attention to that scenario, 
you probably realized or heard that he didn't have confidence. At least that's what I heard initially. And that was the thing I told him, hey, you don't, you don't have the confidence to approach. I said, no, I do, I do, I did, I approached her. Yes, you did approach her, but you didn't have the confidence in yourself to approach her when you first saw her. That is, that is a big key. Females pick up on that. Females are better at body language than we are, than, than most males are. And I'm not saying all females are and all females and all males are not. Just making generalizations uh, for the most part with cisgendered hetero humans. With females, we have to consider or realize that they are being bombarded, attacked, approached, um, creeped out, all, all these things that they have to deal with from the time they start developing, which can be as early as 11 or as late as 17 or 18. But for the most part, girls have to deal with unwanted attention for most of their lives. And this makes them hyper aware and hyper vigilant. So they are always paying attention to body language. Now, of course, you might come across a very attractive female that's oblivious and naive and has no idea what's going on and will just take things at face value. But for the most part, most females, most cisgendered hetero females have to deal with this on a daily basis. And even there's some things that I wasn't aware of until I saw them happen to my wife. And this was 30 plus years of living that I wasn't aware of these things or some of these things. And I'll talk about them in future episodes. But one of them is how females have to deal with males being overly aggressive when they approach. In other words, they approach a female, she says no, and then they're like, oh, what do you mean? Or if she says something about she has a boyfriend or a husband and, oh, where's your ring? Where's this? Where's he at? And they, they keep approaching, they keep um, antagonizing, they keep trying to flirt or hook up with or whatever this female. And so that's something that I wasn't aware of. I thought most guys would be decent enough that if a female says no, or she has a boyfriend, that they would either joke around and still be amicable or just walk off. I'm more of the, the former where I would joke around and based on my own personal experience, based on my um, years of experience in reading body language, reading females, reading everyone, reading the room, <clears throat> I'd learned or come to realize that sometimes, and this is, this is very rare, I'm not telling anyone to try this, what I'm saying is in my own personal experience from what I know how to read is that sometimes a no is a soft no, or sometimes a no is more of a pause. But that takes, like I said, experience, knowledge, um, being able to read body language, all, all sorts of things and circumstances to know when she says something to the effect of, oh no, I have a boyfriend, versus, well, I have a boyfriend. And that kind of tone, to me, the, from the last one, usually tells me, she has a boyfriend, but she's not completely loyal to him, or she's open to not being loyal to him. That's what I heard there. But again, it's situational. It's, it's variable. So don't try this. Don't do this. Just if she says no, say, okay, thanks, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Hit on her friend or introduce yourself to everyone that's there in the group because most of the time females aren't alone. For the record, I'm telling you, don't approach females or don't continue harassing females if they tell you no, if they have a boyfriend. It's going to take a lot of years. I'm talking about years of experience, not years of going out two or three times a month. I'm talking about years of going out every night, every day of the week and approaching females, hearing what they have to say, and then kind of re reading between the lines. So again, 
don't try this at home. Now, with the basics, with what we were talking about, or what I'm trying to get across is you have to take care of yourself. You have to be in decent shape, just, just being in decent shape. I'm not saying you have to have a six pack. All you have to do is just not have love handles, not have a beer belly, and you'll be more attractive than about 80% of the males out there. If you go out and look and pay attention when you go out in public, just look at the males. I'm not telling you to be gay and, and check them out. I'm just objectively look at the males and see how many are in shape. Just count males as you walk into a store or sit in your car after you make your purchase, sit in your car, listen to a podcast and just watch males entering a building, whether they're alone or they're with someone, watch how many males go inside of a building. Let's just say Home Depot, because that'll probably be the most um, bang for your buck, quote unquote. Count, Count 50 males. And of those 50, how many of them are in decent shape? I'm not saying that they're ripped. I'm not, you know, include the guys that are ripped, but count the guys that have no love handles and no beer belly, that the shirt kind of just hangs off of them. It's not squeezing onto them like a wetsuit. Just pay attention and let me know what your numbers are. Let, uh, send me a message. My email is l.gayo.cochino at gmail, or you can find me at Cochino Chingon on Instagram. Let me know there what you came up with. But for the most part, in my experience, only about 20% of males are in decent shape, decent to excellent shape, not just decent shape. So just being decently in shape, I'm not talking about ripped. I'm not talking about having huge muscles, just not having a beer belly, not having a gut, not having love handles will put you in the, in the upper 20% of males as far as physique, as far as uh, your body. Now, if you've got craters on your face from acne, or if you've got psoriasis or whatever bad skin problems, I can't help you there. I don't know how to deal with those. But females will overlook an unattractive face if you're at least in decent shape, have a sense of humor, and have confidence. And again, the confidence doesn't have to come from having approached so many females and knowing that you can hook up with them or you know what's going to happen next or you have an idea of what's going to happen next. You can have confidence from your own day-to-day job. Even if you're just a burger flipper. <clears throat> yeah, uh, uh, you know, just even a burger flipper can have game. I was once a burger flipper. I was once a go-kart attendant. And yeah, anybody can learn how to make a burger or at least, you know, assemble a burger. You're not really cooking it or doing much with it. You're just putting stuff together at some fast food place. But being able to have just that skill, being able to cook, because not many men, not actually not that many people nowadays know how to cook a good meal. And I'm talking about having your protein, starches, carbs, sorry, carbs, uh, proteins, carbs, vegetables, all that. You know, a lot of people can just, yeah, they can throw something in the microwave or in the oven, but hand prepping, julienne, dicing, slicing, um, all these other cooking prep ideas or cooking prep terms, as well as being able to actually cook. Um, And it takes practice. So that's something you could just learn on YouTube, learn how to cook at least four different meals or four different entrees per meal, four different breakfasts, four different lunches, four different dinners. And it, you know, at least the very least one dessert, you, you can figure out how to make banana pudding or, you know, something like that. Just, just have 
a menu of foods that you can cook and prepare on yourself because, at least for males and females, I mean, you're going to be living on your own at some point if you're not already. And even if you are, if you have roommates, I mean, you're still technically on your own. Wouldn't it be nice to have a home-cooked meal instead of having to reach out to your parents if they're hopefully still alive or whoever raised you, your, your grandma, your aunt, whatever? You know, it's, yeah, it's nice to be able to go and have a home-cooked meal made for you. But being able to make it yourself all the time, whenever you want, I think that's a little more valuable. As I said in a previous episode, I was going to start doing more episodes and things essentially regarding to dating, how to be better at dating and reading people, uh, the whole, I guess, dating advice thing. And hopefully I can get some of my friends to chime in with some of the advice that I'd given them over the years. Um, I have a few that I've reached out to, but they are one's overseas and one is in Eastern time zone. And to be able to record when works best for me or for, for her, it's going to be really late at night. So there won't be a live stream for some of these people, or maybe there will, because it'll be in the middle of the night. Um, I'll figure something out. But in any case, if you learned something in this episode, please give this a like or five stars or whatever you're listening to this on. You know, I'd appreciate the likes, share it with your friends and don't forget that you are worthy of love. I love you. And until next time, Vessels.